Hello, everybody. Hello, welcome to our third MBSE podcast. I'm Tim, and I'm one of your hosts. Today, we do an unboxing episode. Um, it will not be the new iPhone, but much better. The brand new SysML version 2. And well, this time we do an English episode. So let's ask my co-host, Christian, why two German guys do an English or Germish podcast? Yeah, you know, up to now, we are, there are only a few, uh, it's only a few information on SysML on the internet. And besides on some presentations of Ed Seidewitz and Sandy Friedenthal, we thought that there might be a worldwide interest in SysML v2, and we decided to hold the session in English. Okay, so uh, we also have some pure MBSE podcast listeners who do not see what we do. So it should also be understandable without the video. So do not switch off if you are only listening to us. However, it will be easier to follow us with the video. Um, yeah, Christian, can you briefly explain what we want to talk about today? Sure. <clears throat> so first of all, we I think we need to clarify that all what we are doing today is uh, having a look under the hood. And uh, within these 30, 40 minutes, which we have, we can't go too much into detail. But we will show you what, what's there, what's existing, and you will see much textual language. And it might seem to some people that um, SysML2 is getting a programming language uh, with a textual notation, but the contrary is the truth. So, um, of course, there will be a graphical notation in uh, near future. But uh, textual notation will be added as a second view or another view on the model, which is very precise. And uh, if you know um, Modelica, there you can switch between graphical and textual notation. And it's very clear to the user what the system is doing with your graphical notation that you have modeled. Yeah, so um, moreover, um, with a textual notation, we might have the chance to have something like a, let's call it stateless exchange format. Um, of course, uh, in such a notation, there are no U user UUIDs. And uh, that means uh, a system L modeler can't really decide, is this a new modeling element or was it there before you pasted something in, in an existing model, but it's better, or it should work much better than the existing XMI schema. So Tim, what is in this box? Yeah, so since the latest release, that's uh, 2010, um, the re release is available on, on GitHub. Well, the, the previous releases were available on Google Drive, so we, we published a link to a Google Drive where you uh, found um, a zip file, and now everything is on, on GitHub. So let's open the GitHub page. Uh, there's a team for the SST who develops the system LV2. So I share my screen, and you will shortly see the GitHub. Uh, let's see. Mm. Oh, well covered here. 
Ah, here it is. Here we have the GitHub. So. So SysML is so big, Tim has to look around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now you should see the, the GitHub team page uh, of the SysML submission team. Uh, the URL is github.com slash systems dash modeling. Uh, we will also put um, this URL in our show notes after this episode. And there are um, five public and one private repositories here to see. So I can see the private repository because uh, I have access rights to it because I work on that. That's the system LV1 to V2 uh, transformation. And we make it public as soon as it is more major. Currently, it's, it's very draft. Um, so we see different repositories here. And today, we would like to unbox the release. And we find the release, of course, here in the release repository. So let's go into this one. So you can uh, clone this repository, or you can download uh, still the zip file that contains everything you need. And the zip file is here. If you scroll down, you find the, the readme um, of this one. And there somewhere is the link um, to the releases. And if you click on the link, uh, you come to another page where you find the, the zip file of the latest release. Actually, there are two zip files. One is the pilot implementation and the other one is API and services. And today we look on the pilot implementation. So Christian, unzip the zip, what's in it? Yeah, let's have a look. So let me share my screen. Yes, I want to override Tim. Oh. <laughs> so well prepared. When we unzip this, uh, uh, this zip file, um, we find uh, several um, folders and files. And all in all, it has um, around 175 megabytes. So a lot of stuff in it. But let's have a look. So first of all, we have a readme file, a readme markdown file. So uh, there are all the instructions, how to install and, and what it is. Of course, there's some licensing. Uh, licensing stuff. So uh, currently, nearly everything is licensed under the SST member organizations listed in the documents. And the pilot implementation is especially uh, licensed by model driven solutions. So Ed took a lot of work in it. He's working for model driven. And um, yeah, but it is uh, licensed under Creative Commons, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you can use it, you can modify it, I think, uh, but you can sell it or something like that. Yeah. yeah so. Actually, the, the PDF is a uh, Creative Commons license. Uh, the other one oh. is uh, the GNU license. Oh, thank you, Tina. So. <laughs> yeah, the legal stuff is sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what do we have? Uh, we have a documentations folder where you find uh, some documents we will show you in the next minutes. We take a closer look to them. Um, but you, as you can see, uh, over a megabyte of text, uh, it's a lot of stuff. Um, we have all the install 
files for Eclipse and Jupyter. Um, both parts are pilot implementations uh, in which we will have a look in the late next minutes. Um, then we have uh, yeah, some meta model stuff here in kernel as well as in SysML. So uh, all the sources um, to the um, to the language and inside the language and the source folder, you also find many examples. So there are several examples, for example, for example, yeah, example uh, of the vehicle example, um, which might be, uh, might have get uh, some fame because it's the example from Ed's and uh, Sandy's presentations so far. Uh, but as you can see, there are several more examples. The camera example, which uh, contains some stuff, especially for behavioral modeling, uh, which is coming from Conrad Bock, I think, mm -hmm. and many more. So the last folder we did not log in is um, the SysML library. And um, this is not filled up very much up to now. Um, but as you can see, there is a folder in it uh, called geometry. And uh, it contains some basic geometrical geometry, some basic stuff of geometry mm -hmm. means how to um, to cover some domain knowledge uh, regarding CAT and how to connect that. So um, did I miss something, Tim? Mm, no, I think that's it. And we that's will it. revisit some of these elements um, when we look at the implementation. Sure. So then. Tim, tell us what's in part one of these documents. Yeah, so there are three documents for the system v 2 specification. And <clears throat> let's have a look at part one. Um, I try to share my screen um, so you can see it, at least the people who have video. Uh, let's look around my box. <laughs> uh, yeah, part one is the uh, specification of kernel. And Kermel is, um, so to say, the beta model elect <laughs> for SysML v2. SysML v1 is based on UML, and SysML v2 gets a new, complete new, brand new beta model. Uh, so here you see, you see the, the cover page um, of this document. It's already more than 200 pages long, so, and I assume it will be much longer uh, when it's finalized. And yeah, we can jump to the scope chapter. If you open an OMG specification document, uh, the scope chapter at the beginning, it's mostly it's um, um, chapter one, is interesting because there you can read uh, what is the scope of this one. And it says uh, the kernel provides an application independent syntax and semantics for creating more specific modeling language. Well, so that's the meta model, the, the basis for the system uh, V2. And yeah, we kind of have a look uh, into the meta model. That's meta models are sophisticated stuff. So let's look, for example, here into the into uh, section seven three, um, that's about types. Types is a common concept in, in the modeling languages. 
And currently, we, we look on the, on the meter model diagram for those who cannot see it. Uh, and we see uh, the, the type, for example, and on the right side, the feature. So simply set the, the block and the property, for example. Huh? These are special types or, or features. And we can also see a special thing here that the feature is a special type. That's, that's new in System LV2. Uh, in System LV1, we have types and we have the features. And in System LV2, a feature can also be a type itself. That's um, a little bit weird. And I think it's worth uh, another episode of this podcast to discuss that one. Um, and maybe one more you also see here. Um, an element called feature membership. That's the relationship that a feature is owned by, by a type. And we will see these elements later again when we look into the, the pilot implementation. Um, yeah, I think that's it so far for part one. Of course, there's lots and lots of more stuff, but uh, that's out of scope for this unboxing. So Christian, what's, what is this in part two and three? Yeah, let's have a look on my screen again. And I also prepared um, <laughs> some... Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some uh, PDFs here. And um, yeah, part two is about um, the language. So it's the OMG systems modeling language uh, version 2.0 uh, specification which is uh, submitted in response to the RFP uh, from 2017. And uh, yeah, so let's have a look uh, into a similar section like Tim has shown that. So you see, this is also nearly 400 pages long and um, there you can imagine how much work uh, is in this, uh, in this language and in this specification. And uh, yeah, so what I wanted to do is switching with you to section 7.7. Um, and maybe I will find it in a minute. So because 7.7 um, .7 is regarding parts and parts is, um, yeah, the concept of parts was there also in SysML v1. But we have some change. We don't have a block anymore. So the block is called part definition now in SysML v2, which brings us the concept of uh, definition and usage all across the language. Um, and uh, you find it also in, in terms of uh, attributes, in terms of, of some behavior stuff. And it's uh, very similar for all the concepts. And um, yeah, you can see the abstract syntax now here in this diagram, which gives you the context between definition and usage, as well how item definition and part definition is connected to definition and how item usage and part usage is connected uh, to usage and how those two sides are acting together. It doesn't look very we are familiar and uh, it's uh, fancy stuff behind it, but trust me, there were people thinking a lot and uh, there were brilliant minds on uh, at work um, who decided 
to get rid of uh, system uh, of the UML uh, meta model just because of those things uh, would not be possible, but they, they are the foundation for a much clearer and uh, more specific and precise uh, language like SysML v2 will be. So we could scroll through the other 384 pages, but uh, then we will have a 24-hour um, podcast session, so we won't, don't want uh, to bother you with this. So that's why we are switching to the third document in this release. And the third document is uh, about the API. And uh, as you can see again, the front page um, of the API, which is in response to another RFP, like we mentioned it in the last episode of our podcast, uh, which came some months later than the language, but uh, the API is um, uh, is uh, developed together with the language and the benefits of it we will see in some minutes. So let's switch back to the chapter 752 of this specification. It is a little bit shorter, much shorter uh, than the language specification. <laughs> And chapter 7.5 is about element versioning. The API is, uh, offers some services and one of the services is element versioning. And what I wanted to show you now is um, the abstract syntax here in chapter 7.5.2, which shows um, a diagram connecting the project itself. So that means um, the model, um, the, the head or the, the root um, of, of a model is called project now. And a project contains several element identities and uh, an identity can have multiple versions. As well, element version as also um, element identity is called a record. And uh, the last element on this diagram is commit, uh, which is very, yeah, let's say Git-like, um, that a commit has a change set and a change set contains several element versions. We will show you a pilot pilot implementation where we have shown uh, in, on the TDSE, on the German um, National Symposium, in Cozy National Symposium uh, last week, where we, yeah, did a proof of concept, how well and how easy that is working. So, um, so we are through with all the documents. So I would say, let's open the install folder. Yeah, now the real stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I take the screen um, and it's here. So um, if you have unzipped the, the release, um, you find the install folder. And inside the install folder um, are two subfolders. One is for the Eclipse pilot implementation, and the other one is for uh, Jupyter. And I open the Eclipse one. And inside the Eclipse folder, you find a readme file. Uh, and the readme file explains very well how to install the Sysmo v2 pilot. 
Um, and I tried it a few days ago and it works very well, exactly like it is described um, in the PDF. Now, before you can start this installation, you need Eclipse. Uh, it's not described how to install Eclipse, but uh, that is quite easy. You can download Eclipse from the eclipse.org website. Uh, actually, you download an installer, then you start the installer. And maybe then it's a tricky part. The installer asks you uh, which edition you would like to install. I always install the so-called Eclipse modeling tools because we would like to do modeling. But uh, it should also work with one of the other ones. At least it must include the Java development kit. So and once you have installed Eclipse, you start with the guideline in, in the README. So I already did that because that costs a lot of time, the downloading, installing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's already prepared. And I changed to my Eclipse. Uh, so let's do a new share uh, to the Eclipse folder. Mm, should be somewhere on my PC. Here it is. And now you see the Eclipse IDE. Um, by the way, if you're not familiar with Eclipse, um, you may be desperate to find the preference menu item that is mentioned in the README. Um, it's located uh, in the window menu. So maybe you would not expect a preference menu item in below the windows. So there you find that one. Um, so here you find, when you installed it, you find three folders, um, Carmel, SysML, and the SysML library. And as Christian already showed you, um, below the SysML package, you find the examples and training stuff, uh, which is also a huge list of examples. Um, and you can create your own modeling projects. That is also described in the PDF, how to do that. Uh, how to create a new project, and then you must uh, convert it to X text and things like that, that everything is described very well in the PDF. And in the end, you have an empty project, and I already created one called Simple System. And inside the project, you can create a new file uh, with the, um, the end.sysml, and inside the file, you can start, yeah, should I say programming system? L? <laughs> <laughs> Better not. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so there you find uh, the system L code, maybe it's code, um, and how to do the textual system LV2 syntax is described in one of the PDF we mentioned before. The system LV2 uh, introduction PDF in the doc folder contains uh, actually a description of the textual system LV2 syntax. So I created here a very simple model. Um, it's uh, a part definition, so a block uh, in SysMLV1 uh, called simple system, which contains an attribute uh, mass of type real. And then I create um, a part of that type uh, containing three parts of that type. So a very simple structure. So the part is named my system and it has three parts, P1, P2, P3, very simple. Uh, when I click inside um, the the yeah, so this might be two code. Um, you see in the in the outline view of Eclipse the 
the model structure. And there, again, you find then um, the types of the beta model you saw before in the, in the PDF. Uh, for example, you find a lot of feature memberships. So the relationship that relates a feature to, to the owner. Uh, in this case here, it's a part definition or a part usage, depending on which level we look into our file. Yeah, and for those who'd like to see it graphically, um, it's also possible to do that. Uh, and the README PDF is described how to install plant UML. So it's, a, uh, it's not a modeling tool, I would say it's a graphical visualizer uh, for, for UML and it's uh, adapted for SysML v2. And if it's installed, you can open the plant UML view. And for that, you must select the, the window menu, there you find show views, and then you can select the, the plant UML window. And then it shows, it should show um, the SysML v2 code in a graphical notation. By the way, this is not the, the final SysML v2 notation. Uh, it's just a graphical visualization of the SysML v2 code, but it's not, not the final one. It's the notation that is possible to do with plant UML. Yeah, that's uh, quite nice. Um, and well, I think that's it so far, but there's another SysML v2 pilot implementation in the install folder, and it's uh, based on Jupyter and Jupyter Lab. And Christian, you know Jupyter much better than me, so that's your part. Yeah. Is it the case that I know it better than you? Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, might be. So, okay, let's switch to the other pilot implementation. As uh, Tim mentioned, there is a second one. It's called Jupyter Lab. Before it was a Jupyter Notebook, which is basically the same thing for uh, for the user. And it has two prerequisites. Uh, you need Java and you need uh, some Python stuff, for example, Anaconda. And uh, then you will find a batch file or a shell script for, for other platforms. Uh, with which is it, it is extremely easy to install Jupyter Notebook. Uh, one trick under Windows is that you should start uh, it, uh, the command line and the batch file under administrative privileges, and then it is no problem. So let me share my screen again. <clears throat> okay, so what I prepared now is um, I have a, cons uh, um, a command line uh, window where you just type in uh, Jupyter Lab and it starts, it starts a web service. And in a few seconds in my browser, there will be a window and I will bring that window up on the screen. Our live and video watchers will see. So, whoop, it is loading. So that's Jupyter Lab. And we just say we want to do a new notebook in the SysML language. And now it is preparing a new notebook. 
in this time, I can copy some of the, oh, come on. It worked before. Ah, okay, it needs some, some time. So there's a, there's a lot, lot of things uh, loading in the background, I guess. And the video encoding for this podcast uh, needs also some of my CPU. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to say that it is only a pilot implementation, so it's not Correct. optimized regarding performance and uh, user interfaces, et cetera, et cetera. It's only a pilot implementation. Yeah, and you can see that on, on, on several edges and scratches and so on. So um, yeah, let's let's continue. So I have my new notebook, and if you know Jupyter Lab or Jupyter Notebook, uh, you can enter some code. Um, in this example, we will do um, systeml textual notation, and I think it will be ah okay. I've, you might have seen uh, or might have noticed that everything was black and white before, and now where the meter model in the background, the syntax was loaded, uh, we get, get some highlighting, uh, syntax highlighting here in the code. And um, what we can do now is um, we can use the show method, maybe. Oh, okay, there it's coming. <laughs> And if I execute the show command, uh, something in the background is not working, obviously. You need uh, an argument, show ah, ah, MBSE yeah. podcast. Of course, you're so right, Tim. So the name of the um, package, for example. Exactly. MBSE podcast. So it was an OC layer 8 problem. <laughs> so now there should be something in the background and I think it, it needs some time again. Um, uh -oh. Did I misspell something? Package? M-B-S-E. No, Podcast. it looks good. No, I don't know. Be. Couldn't resolve for reference. Why not? Hmm. Okay. That worked before. <laughs> um, what you should have seen now, and that's uh, okay, that's live. <laughs> um, what you should have seen now is uh, that there will be or should be um, the same model structure as you have seen in the Eclipse uh, environment. So what Jupyter Lab is doing in the background is resolving uh, the code, resolving the textual notation. And um, yeah, building up the model uh, and the, all the objects uh, containing also these uh, membership, um, feature memberships and so on and so further for you in the background. So um, the next command which is available in this pilot implementation is the um, publish um, command podcast. Let's see if and it works. <laughs> let's have a look if it works or not. Um, okay, cannot resolve. So do we have a parenthesis to... No. Oh, you must run the code first. Ah, that, that is possible, yeah. 
Well, you are the Jupiter expert. <laughs> you called me the Jupiter <laughs> expert, not me. <laughs> so, and then it is working. Let's see. Wow. Yeah. What a wonder. What a wonder yeah. <laughs> so now we have the model structure here. And you see, besides the code we have typed or pasted in, um, the import statement is clear. That is the one we we pasted there. We have memberships and superclassing. And what do we have here? Feature membership, feature typing, subsetting. So everything what was happening before in, in these statements in the code is now here in the model structure. And you might notice uh, that there are already UUIDs behind each of these modeling elements. Um, so that means we have an instantiation uh, of the objects in the object model of Jupyter Lab, and what we can do now is publish um, this model to a repository using the SysMLv2 API. And uh, this takes some time, so this is not optimized up to now, and even this example or uh, a very similar example from us um, was around a million lines of JSON. So <laughs> it's a lot of stuff what is happening in the background and this will surely be optimized and you'll see it's still processing um, to uh, transfer this model from my computer to um, the SysMLv2 repository, which is hosted by Intercax, uh, who do a lot of stuff in this part and implementation of the SysMLv2 API. So, but Tim, what what else can we do with this repository? Yeah, so we we can access the repository um, using a browser. That's pretty cool. Um, so I will share my screen again and. So it's, and the URL is sysmlv2.intercax.com and then port 9000 slash docs. And then you find um, the, the rest HTTP binding um, of the sysmlv2 API. There will also be an OSLC binding be available they're currently working on the, on the pilot implementation of that one. I think in, in the next or in the uh, release after that, uh, it will also be available to the public. But here we have a REST HTTP binding and we use Swagger to, to access um, the methods there. So is this already published? Uh, yes, it was. It's, it's there? Okay, yeah. okay, okay, great. So we can, uh, for example, then here, uh, uh, get the list of all projects. Um, let's try it out and see if it works. So it's, it's a public server. So everyone who plays around with it, published to it, so you see a lot of stuff. Um, so here you see the response, uh, picture taken, uh, here's a 1C parts tree redefinition from October the 30th, again, uh, and so on. And at the bottom, we should see the MBSE podcast project published a few minutes ago. Uh, before MBS podcast, we see the TDSE. That's the project uh, Chris and I published last week for the conference. 
Um, and we see an identifier. So here's the unique identifier of the project and I can copy it because I need that one for, for another call. Uh, let's go further down. Now can get the commits um, of this project. And I need the ID of the project. So paste and execute. And then I get here the response, um, the commits. There's only one commit. And what I need for to uh, dive uh, into uh, the, the model through this API, I need the commit ID. So here we see the project ID and the commit ID of this commit. And then we can call, let's go further down here, um, for example, here, get the elements by the project and the commit, or get the root element by project and commit, and so on. So I will call get root elements by project and commit, because get all elements takes very long, and I tried it this morning, and it crashed the server. <laughs> so um, I try this one. And again, we need the project ID. It's still my clipboard. And I need the ID of the commit. And it's here. So copy paste. Um, and let's see if it works. I see it costs some time. It's still loading. Well, and, and the response is uh, a JSON stuff. Ah, it is. Uh, it's very long and you see a lot of empty fields. So that's where it could be optimized. Um, yeah, and somewhere here in, in all this stuff, you will find the MBSE podcast package, which is the root element of our model. Um, and if I would have called get all elements, then you will also find uh, the, the parts and the part definition element and so on. Yeah, so well, it's nice to play around with that one and to see that it works. And yeah, Christian, you already mentioned last week, we did a very cool demonstration of that, uh, of the API. Can you briefly explain it? So we have a few minutes left. Sure. So um, yeah, as, as we've told you two times already in this uh, session, we did a demonstration at the National Symposium, in COSI National Symposium in Germany. And um, yeah, we have shown a similar thing like uh, we've shown you here. We started with um, uh, the Eclipse implementation just for, uh, for viewing. Um, then I've gotten to uh, Jupyter Notebook and uh, published a model. And uh, the the thing is um, that we thought about, um, yeah, just publishing something to a repository and viewing it in the repository is not a big deal. So we decided to write some lines of code and uh, we thought, how can we interact with another tool uh, from maybe another engineering domain? And uh, one of the most common tools <laughs> on the world is Microsoft <laughs> Excel. So. Um, yeah, we, we took a look in Microsoft Excel 
and uh, we found out, oh, uh, Microsoft Excel can make REST calls, get calls, and you can also make HTTP post calls in Excel. And so we, we made up the, um, uh, the story or uh, the, um, the use case that someone, let's say a systems engineer is pushing, um, is pushing uh, a model into the repository and another domain engineer um, will call this information in his tooling and in this, uh, in this case, the tooling is Excel. So uh, he makes an HTTP get on the repository and uh, he changes the information and writes it back into the repository. So we could do that also live, but um, as Tim has said, uh, this takes a lot of um, a lot of time. So we took it into a video and this we will show you now. So I'm jumping a little bit ahead because this is, as I said, um, Jupyter Notebook and uh, Eclipse. Uh, yeah. And the real interesting part is here in the back of the video where we call the information from the model. So it was a, an integer with value 42. The domain engineer decides, oh, 42 is not my number. My number is, uh, my favorite number is one, two, three, four, five, like all my passwords. And I will have, I have here a button to send this back to the API. And like it was here in, uh, in the example we've shown you some seconds ago, uh, before there was just one commit. And now there are, uh, after the publishing of out of Excel, we call all the commits again, and we see there are two commits now in the project. And um, yeah, we now do look up one special uh, element, which was this integer value property. And uh, now we find the number one, two, three, four, five also in the repository. Yeah, and maybe you might say now, oh, that's not a big deal, bringing up some stuff from Excel to, uh, to, to a repository. Um, but the thing is, um, I'm not a programmer. So I, I know how to use uh, some, some programming languages. I did it in my, my uh, thesis and, and so on. So I know how to program, but I'm not a programmer. I know a little bit how the internet works. And it was possible for me within a few hours without programming uh, Visual Basic before, uh, bringing up this um, proof of concept. And that means that it, that maybe the bigger deal than the language might be the API. Because with the API, we have, with this proof of concept, we have shown you that um, how easy it is to integrate different uh, toolings uh, in a model-based tooling environment. And uh, this was not possible before. So you always had these yeah, proprietary integrations. And the truth was that you had the MBSE silo or even a SysML silo. And besides that, a 
um, MATLAB Simulink silo, and uh, yeah, model exchange and also model. Um, uh, what's the word? Model transformation was not available or not easy to achieve. And what we've shown you now is that with this implementation, even with this early implementation of uh, the API, it is possible to exchange models and elements of models. So another use case could be, and I think Tim and I will do something like that in future, um, that we run a simulation in, let's say, Modelica, and we get the actual weight of a composite structure out of the system model. So these use cases are extremely easy to achieve, as you've seen. Yeah, so I think we- That was it? That was it, yeah. We unboxed SysML v2. We yep. took yeah, <laughs> three quarters of an hour. Um, but I hope it was worth it. I hope you are not too, too disappointed uh, if you wanted to go more in detail. But I think, as Tim already mentioned, we will have several other podcasts on the language, especially when it gets more mature. And yeah. Um, yeah. Dum, dum, dum. What did I miss? Ah, yeah. If you have questions on the pilot yeah. implementation, uh, there is a Google group. We will put the link also in the description of this video and uh, on, on our website. Uh, there you can post uh, questions and uh, Ed is very keen on uh, answering them. Mm -hmm. Ed and all the, all the team on the pilot Im implementation. Yes, and yeah. So what's, Tim. what's our next episode? Oh, yes, our next episode. It's yeah. in uh, less than three weeks. It's yeah. on December 15th, um, this time again in German. And we have a guest for the first time. We have Christian Neureiter, uh, he, who is director of the new research center, Josef Ressel Center for Dependable System of Systems Engineering in Austria. And uh, yeah, I'm very looking forward to have him here. Um, and uh, I'm also very curious what you say when we have a guest here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was it for today. But do not forget. Trust us, we are systems engineers. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>